Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Prepa Padmini Mataji from Bangalore. Today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 5, Verse 16. Hare Krishna Mataji, please take over the call and please accept my humble Thank you very much. Please accept my humble obeisances to you. Please accept my humble obeisances to all Vaishnavas. I'm sorry, uh, I, I was not getting connected. That's why the delay will start now. Srimad Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Narancaiva Narutamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nashtaprayeshwa Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamashtoke Bhaktir Bhavati Naisiki Mukam karoti vachalam pangum langa ete girim yet kripatamaham vande sri gurum dinatarinam paramananda madavam sri chaitanya ishwaram shivad bhagavatam five chapter five text sixteen Anyonya Vaira Sukalesha Hetor Ananta Dhukam Chanaveda Muda Lokaha people, so I am personally of the past viciousness, Nashta Drishti, who have lost their sight, who Artan, things meant for sense gratification, Samidheta, desire, Nikama Kama, having too many lusty desires for sense enjoyment. Anyonya Vaira, being envious of one another, Sukhalesha Hetu, simply for temporary material happiness. Ananta Dukkam, unlimited suffering. Sa, also, Na, do not, Veda, no, Muda, foolish. Translation, due to ignorance, the materialistic person does not know anything about his real self-interest. His path in life is simply bound to material enjoyment by lusty desires and all his plans for this purpose. For temporary sense gratification, such a person creates a society of envy, and due to this mentality, he plunges into the ocean of suffering. Such a foolish person does not even know about this. Suppose, by Vedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, the word Nashtadrishti meaning one who has no eyes to see the future is very significant in this verse. Life goes on from one body to another and activities performed in this life are enjoyed or suffered in the next life, if not later in this life. One who is unintelligent, who has no eyes to see the future, simply creates enmity and fights with others for sense gratification. As a result, one suffers in the next life but due to being a blind man, he continues to act in such a way that he suffers unlimitedly. Such a person is the Muda, one who simply wastes his time and does not understand the Lord's devotional service. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 7.25, Amtakasha Sarvasya Yogamaya Samavrita Muro Yamna Bijanati 
loko maam ajama vyayam i am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent for them i'm covered by my eternal sorry external creative potency yoga maya and so the deluded world knows me not who am unborn and infallible in the katha upanishad it is also said avidhyayam antare vartamana swayam dira panditam manyamana although ignorant people still go to other blind men for leadership as a result both are subjected to miserable conditions the blind lead the blind into a ditch नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारणी निर्वशेषिवादी जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंदा श्री अद्वैत गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ड्यू टू इग्नोरेंस द मेटीरियलिस्टिक पर्सन देर नॉट नो एनीथिंग अबाउट इज रियल सेल्फ इंटरेस्ट दस्पेशियस पार्ट इन लाइफ Simply bound to material enjoyment by lusty desires. All his plans are made for this purpose. For temporary sense gratification, such a person creates a society of envy. Due to this mentality, he plunges into the ocean of suffering. Such a foolish person does not even know about this. So that is the real precarious uh, position of the people. That. uh you know because they don't even know what is happening and in order to realize what is happening well you know we have to um uh, get into the spiritual path and uh, you have to consult sadhu shastra and guru and then you understand objectively actually what is happening in our life because there's so much involved uh, in the you know with our senses with our mind we're all making us think that this is reality whatever we see with our senses with our mind what we experience all around that is the reality and all the time we hear in the shastra that this is all sense gratification sense gratification so if this is the reality then why do you call it sense gratification that's what a materialist will say what do you mean by sense gratification we have senses and we have the objects of the senses senses have to interact with the objects of senses why else was it created right it's uh, that's the question like you know some religious some religious say that why would god create everything if it's not for our enjoyment what's the purpose so because we are only aware of these senses which is covering us we are only thinking of this body and this mind and we think this is the only reality and all the objects around us we think they're all there naturally my senses are attracted towards it and whatever pleases the senses i should use it that uh, bias will it be there this is what um, a materialist thinks and 
but you know we cannot understand the truth unless we you know meet with some i mean unless we meet with problems we never go to the you know unless we our health has got a problem then only then only we approach it a doctor likewise i know only with a car if you have some problem then we go to a mechanic like that we you doing whatever we are born in without even bothering to find out how did i come what is the meaning of this uh, you know what's the purpose of my life what is happening we don't even, most people don't even try to find out what is happening in life what is the purpose of life they don't because they think that they don't even question uh because they consider the senses as the only reality only when there is a problem when either you know they are not able to gratify their senses there's some problem or uh, their life is not working the way they want it they feel frustrated then only they think about okay what is the purpose of this life why am i suffering and then slowly they start inquiring and somehow because the paramatma is aware about what is the real desire of each living entity paramatma knows and so accordingly somehow he puts them in touch with those people sometimes it's a long uh, you know even someone may be very sincere but they go through a long search before they actually come to the real person i mean and so it all depends it all depends on each one's attachment someone is just okay as you know they only want the truth and nothing but the truth then krishna um, may directly make him come across the devotee pure to uh, impure devotional service or if he is attached to his mind a bit you know he will put him through so many different <laughs> apart it may be just a search because in the material world um that different types of uh you know spiritual truths uh, of varying degrees and uh, so on so it may be just to acquaint us with uh, all the things of this material world krishna also may run us through some quick um, you know experiences or truths about different different uh, other societies also before you come to the actual path and that also is by the mercy of the lord otherwise how do we know we don't know anything about spiritual truth and uh, how do we decide which is the proper method everything may seem uh, you know for a novice everything may seem uh, as uh, everything i mean many of the paths do give you relief to some extent and so we may think uh, you know yeah this may this also looks good and this person speaks nicely and these people are also saying that they got something out of it so maybe i should try like this mm-hmm. so in this way it's very difficult unless we are very very sincere then the lord as a paramatma is guiding us no no this is all fraud he will make us discern we more uh, discerning about uh, you know how uh, whether they are fake or that they are real so it also uh, you know it, it largely dependent upon our sincerity and this is why uh, but somehow in kaliyuga krishna has a uh, method by which even the not so interested ones who are not really looking for any anything spiritual and someone who is attached to jnana and yoga all these types of people he's got a very powerful method 
बिकॉज ही हिमसेल्फ इज कमिंग बिफोर ही केम एज एन ए महाप्रभु एंड हरे कृष्णा मंत्र इज कमिंग इन द फॉर्म ऑफ इज होली मेन so he is very confident that you know when i myself am coming i can touch people and that's it once krishna touches someone he is ready to give his mercy he cannot escape his mercy <laughs> even we want to many people may try to escape the mercy still the holy name will enter their ears and do something to their heart krishna can give mercy so he wants to give mercy in this age even people are not at all interested in that mercy in this age because of ignorance uh, even they will be uh, you know they are going through a lot of miserable uh, this thing they would rather go and take intoxication or just go and uh, you know drugs and all other things but they will not think about consulting uh, uh, scriptures or go to holy and they will never ask you see now this pandemic how much suffering the world is two waves already came and hopefully not a third one it will stop but still for three years everybody suffering did anybody consult spiritual people they 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 have so many on the television they have debates and you know asking all experts from scientists doctors and um, all kinds of people asking their opinion about whether uh, first about vaccination the efficacy of vaccination vaccination to take so many discussions but never did they can they think about an other angle why is this pandemic happening and uh, you know they um, let us also concern uh, consult the religious people the spiritual uh, groups they think at all Think about that angle at all. They think the spiritual people are totally irrelevant. I don't know what they consider the spiritual people relevant for in today's world. And uh, so they are just continuing blind, leading the blind, and without any—I mean, without seeing any purpose behind all what is happening. That only a spiritual person can see. What is the purpose actually? Uh, his own director Swami he mentioned in one of his classes about a week ago. He mentioned that Prabhupada he said that there will be a third world war, and after that people will all become very Krishna conscious. I mean, in a large numbers they become Krishna conscious. This is what he had predicted. Now, third world war hopefully it never happens, and uh, many times there are possibilities of it happening, but it got thwarted. Uh, uh, luckily, uh, hopefully, because the world is very—they've uh, already suffered the two world wars, and they know what it's like. So uh, somehow they, you know, uh, they, we've avoided that. And also maybe because—I mean, certainly because all devotees are chanting Hare Krishna mantra all around the world. That is the reason why maybe third world war never happened. But pandemic is worse than a world war. You know, in all ways. It is uh, really uh, every person. It's not a few countries or just a, a people who are fighting on the battlefield. It's not them. Entire world, all people are affected. So it has really had a more impacted, devastating effect on people than a world war, economically in all respects. So, uh, so that's why he said that after this, 
there will be a period where, I mean, people will really start, uh, Krishna consciousness will spread very well. And we are seeing that, that after the pandemic, the common people, maybe the, uh, you know, the media people, political people, they are religious or spiritual, but uh, general master people, they all feel the need, the thought that only what I'm experiencing with my mind and senses and body, this is everything, and then with all the uh, progress and science and technology and all the inventions and, um, you know, so much sense gratification available, everybody was very happy. Or oh, they thought that it's not. And, if, um, you know, this is what you have to work for and looking forward to just enjoying with my senses. And now, because there was such a big uh, disturbance to that, a shock, in fact, and they saw so many people dying, then they realize what is life all about. And we can't even be certain that I'm going to live a long life and such suffering. That is when people have been a little thoughtful. They're forced to think that, uh, you know, you have to see what is the meaning of life. And so after this, there is hopefully he is predicted that, you know, I mean, Bhagavad Gita sales must have been very good this month. We are also experiencing, many people are inquiring about Bhagavad Gita themselves. They're buying and they want to attend class and uh, classes and all that. So, um, this is very much required because and, uh, so because of the holy name, uh, also Krishna makes all arrangements. On the one hand, the situation is such that people are forced to think about something higher than just senses, beyond the senses, and mind-driven, they don't know. That materialists, even um, scientific, uh, the thing, they don't understand how exactly the mind works. To some extent, you know, they don't know what exactly is the mind, because we cannot see the mind. Whereas, in Shastra's complete discussion, uh, description of what it is, it's a subtle body, and uh, how it is covering the soul, and how it's got all the subconscious, it's got all the records of so many lifetimes of all activities are all stored in that. And uh, the conscious mind is not aware of that. Everything already is given in the scriptures and how we can purify the mind. So we have such a lot of vast knowledge which is given, Krishna is given in the manual. There which are the scriptures about about creation, about the Lord Himself and how to get out of this. Most important is that this is not your permanent life. Who are you? That even we don't know. And this, so Krishna is uh, given this, um, you know, uh, that um, simply uh, it chants the holy name and then what happens? Your soul awakens. And then you realize, oh, I'm not actually, when the spiritual knowledge makes sense. And Prabhupada is so confident about, because someone who knows the power of the holy name and is very eager to give it to everyone. And, you know, I just saw the latest video, a short video clip of, you know, Madhuri Prabhu is asking, no, it's it how long does it take Prabhupada to, uh, you know, uh, to go back to God and, oh no, how to surrender to the Lord. And uh, um, because, so he said one moment, and then <laughs> but, you know, we have all these simple reactions and everything, 
which is covering us and how many uh, how many lifetimes do we have how many more lifetimes do we have to take before we can go back to godhead and prabhupada again he said one moment are you not reading the bhagavad gita and um, he said krishna says sarva dharman parityaj mamekam sharanam braja aham pam sarva pape bhu sarva i take out all your sinful reactions don't be afraid doubt me so he is saying this so it takes only one moment just imagine how compassionate prabhupada is and he wants to give us a hope if you take shelter of krishna immediately why you want to wait just chant hari krishna take shelter of krishna and um, read the scriptures start doing devotional service and you can be liberated so this is the you know because it is god that he knows he is god that jewel in his hand and we don't know and we are still doubting oh i don't know whether the hari krishna mantra will really help me help me i'm chanting but my mind is wandering and so so many attachments i have so but prabhupada is saying you have faith in the holy name read the bhagavad gita and take shelter of the holy name is god it's like you know we are sitting on great wealth but we don't even know we are so wealthy that is our predicament and bhaktivinoda thakur has said that how much you can get of the hari krishna mantra depends upon your faith that is the purchase that is of your purchasing power <coughs> of um, what is the holy name and um, you know how much i can because for a pure devotee the name is krishna and if you have krishna then what you have everything so he he can see that the holy name can deliver the whole world ready to give it but because we have less purchasing power we don't have so much faith then we think oh i don't know whether hari krishna mantra will really give me all that and what about my job and my family and my so many problems and what about going back to god and so attached um i got so many anathas and so we really doubt and we think we really we have to after it out i don't know how many more lifetimes and even in this lifetime i don't know how long i have to suffer but will prabhupada ever mislead us by giving false hope by saying one moment there are two three times he says that one moment are you not reading bhagavad gita and <laughs> it's so reassuring of course and all are just sitting and looking at him you know they are able to um really uh, i mean they're trying to take in what it's a real uh, profound statement that in a moment you can surrender to krishna and that moment we should keep on hoping that this moment okay every day when we get up we should think this moment i krishna please make me come closer to you that let me realize that you are everything and then we then what happens as we chant with more dedication and we read the wonderful scripture i mean bhagavatam and bhagavad gita the purpose of prabhupada are every purpose every passage uh, you know every verse the purpose he writes is all ways making taking us fixed making us fixed on going back to god fixed on surrendering to krishna fixed on coming out of the bodily conception 
and uh, understanding are not the mind or the body, but I am Atma and the Paramatma. Krishna is there. And we are so foolish and unintelligent. We are not surrendering to Krishna. And without surrendering, we are just suffering. So every verse, every page, different different ways he uh, explains so many things. But ultimately, he is pushing us towards this. That is why anybody who reads Prabhupada's books, they have to, I mean, they will not head anywhere else. It, those normally in earlier times when Prabhupada's books were not available because even whatever the translation may say, Prabhupada will explain that and then also tell us, focus on going back to Godhead. Now those who read the, the scriptures, those who don't have access to Prabhupada's book, then what they will be uh, thinking, okay, slowly, uh, maybe I should go to the heavenly planet first or something, or even this material life, I want to experience some more. The urge to go back to Godhead may not come so easily. Very difficult, very rarely some soul uh, thinks I will go back to Godhead. But anyone who reads Prabhupada's book, we, we know we are not heading for any other destination back to Godhead. Even though, uh, I mean, if we really follow him, and even though Prabhupada says, if don't think that it's something, you know, automatic, and chanting 16 rounds, and even to continue six, chanting 16 rounds your entire life, you need conviction about what it is, and uh, conviction about how, um, you know, um, uh, the knowledge about um, who am I, uh, what's my, who is Krishna, what's my relationship with him, what is external energy, what is internal energy, all these things we should know, otherwise it's not easy to keep chanting 16 rounds. And, and to engage in devotional service, and to actually follow the principles of Bhagavad Gita in our day-to-day -day life. Because there will be many challenging situations, material situations, and we should know how to apply the principles of Bhagavad Gita in our day-to-day -day life. That is the exciting part of life. Otherwise, life is quite boring. So mundane, everyday, same routine, same things we have to do. Where is life? I mean, so if you want to be a, but a devotee who is chanting Hare Krishna, who is studying Prabhupada's books, Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, and getting all this knowledge enlivened by our spiritual, uh, this thing, you know, our nature, then every moment is exciting because we can see that through all our difficult situations, you know, we can actually practically apply the principle of chanting Hare Krishna, taking shelter of the super soul and leaving it to them. Relax. Okay, the Lord, I'm doing all my best, now you take charge. And every new, new methods, because the Paramatma makes, he comes up with brilliant new, new kinds of ideas. He makes everything fresh for the devotee, makes it very exciting. Otherwise, you see every day, same mantra we chanting, same songs, same RT, same rituals, same deities, same all these, same books we read. Then, you know, we can think, oh, now I know, I know everything now. Think without uh, really, uh, you know, uh, kind of, uh, if, uh, if, if you're not really planting nicely and connecting with Krishna, we won't get excited about spiritual life. But actually, the only excitement which exists in this even in the material world, is our connection with Krishna.
Nandi Hare Krishna, connecting with the Paramatma, this is the most exciting part. And that is why Prabhupada told, you know, the devotees made a flyer right in the beginning. It said, stay high forever, no coming down. Always stay high for the hippies so that they can experience this um, ecstatic. Because they are looking for something other than this mundane experience. They thought, you know, just materialism, they were fed up of that. And so they were trying drugs to induce some excitement in their life. And he is saying, don't do all that because then you, uh, I mean, you come out of it and you feel worse. After you come out of that high feeling, then you go into a total depression. Again, you have to revive yourself by taking more drugs and you become so dependent on that and you actually, you're going downhill and it's not spiritual. On the other hand, you chant Hare Krishna, you do devotional service, you read the Shastra and read Prabhupada's purports and uh, and they of course also could see uh, Prabhupada personally. Then they said, stay high forever, do Sankirtan. In the beginning, I mean, Prabhupada said the most important thing is performing Sankirtan. In the order of uh, uh, this thing at that time, or maybe it's always uh, the same. He said, first, most important thing is you must do Sankirtan, then Japa, then deity worship, and all other things. You know, other preaching, everything. But first, Sankirtana. Yajna Sankirtana praye Yajantihi Suhedasa. So Sankirtana is the thing which is the Yajna for this age. And Japa also. But we should do Sankirtana to get the, and we see how, uh, you know, during uh, Prabhupada, I mean, how he started the movement. And mainly, it's only Sankirtana which brought so many people uh, into Krishna consciousness and gave them the high feeling. And they said that in the beginning times, uh, when uh, all the uh, so many young boys and girls joined, just by hearing Kirtan, they came. Of course, Prabhupada's presence and his talk, everything. But initially, even for them to even come to the temple. Uh, you know, in the West Coast, Los Angeles, San Francisco and all that, it was Vishnu Jana, who was such a wonderful Kirtaniya. He was just a young boy, 22 years old. And he joined the movement probably 20, and uh, 22, he was and, um, completely dedicated to doing Sankirtana. How many hours in a day he would just, first he would do Kirtan in the temple, then he would go outside on the road and chant for four hours on a road. And he would bang on the mridanga also all day. And then he would bring all the people inside to the temple. Then there also he will do kirtan like this. And in fact, he used to put coins or something. He used to tape them into to his fingers so that, uh, you know, his fingers won't bleed. And his voice would go hoarse because he was singing all day. And with closed eyes, with so much devotion, he would chant. And Prabhupada very said very pr proudly, you know, my Vishnujana, he can make the whole world chant. <laughs> so that is how uh, he was really, they thought he was a demigod or something because he was really uh, totally into Kirtan and so dedicated. Prabhupada. So they had such ideal devotees. And so, so many people started coming and they got, excited, uh, you know, um, interested. And the prasadam distribution, 
uh, and then they would come to the and then they would have some entertainment like puppet show and uh, you know a, a play or something and of course Prabhupada's lecture and in this way how many people surrendered it was all happening and it was Sankirtana which went out on the streets which attracted and that is the holy name especially that we sit together that is so powerful those who are really intelligent will do the Sankirtana, singing together. That, uh, and Prabhupada really, he, uh, you know, he, he said that this is the main thing. So initially what happened was, they used to go on Sankirtana at night. They, especially in uh, places like uh, Los Angeles and all that, they used to go to the... Um, Hollywood Boulevard and all those, where people in the nightlife was uh, very, I mean, that's when people go for theater and whatever. So they'll go there and stand and do kirtan way well into the night and then come, who, uh, come to the temple and then eat something fast and go to sleep. So Prabhupada didn't insist in the beginning on Mangalarti at 4.30 and all that. They could get up by 6.30, 7 like that and then do chanting. Then gradually, he uh, introduced everything. So we can see how the first thing is the Sankirtana, and he said after that, Japa. Uh, so Japa also uh, is most important. In fact, Prabhupada said, 99% of our spiritual uh, advancement happens through Japa. A Japa is a barometer. Uh, I mean, how we chant the <clears throat> Japa is our barometer in deciding what is our spiritual advancement. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this is the, that is what we have to focus on. How am I relating to Krishna? Am I uh, getting more and more attracted to the holy name, more and more able to focus on Krishna, uh, getting faith and faith in chanting the holy name? Something we have to work on, not that, okay, I'm chanting. What about listening? Chanting is fine. You can chant and not listen also. But that is no use. You have to chant and listen. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what he has mentioned is, how do you do Japa? No, he said that, and the Chaitanya Chaitanya has mentioned, that this, how is it a Yajna, Japa? Because the tongue, it is like a wooden ladle with which you put into the Yajna Kund. And what is the Ghee? He said, Hare Krishna Mantra is the Ghee. And where do you have to put it? Into the Yajnakun, which is your ear. And what happens? The ghee goes down into your heart. And there, the soul starts burning. I mean, or fired up. You know, it becomes more spiritual. And then, you can experience the Lord in your heart. You develop more faith. Yes, Krishna is there in my heart. So that faith comes by putting this of Hare Krishna Mantra into the ear. And from the ear it goes to the heart. So this is all he said. So you have to put into the ear. But now if you just have, that's all, we just, if you if you just have it on the tongue, it is not reaching the ear. How will it go to the heart? How will we have a change of heart? And that is why the most important thing is we, uh, we should not worry about the mind at all. He didn't say anything about the mind. The mind doesn't even come, uh, is not a participant of the japa at all. So when the mind starts talking, I mean, it will start talking. 
we just ignore. I'm not concerned about the mind. You, we have to develop that kind of detachment that I am not the mind. And what my mind is, my enemy, it's not my friend at all. So I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to Holy Name, which is my best friend, and which is Krishna himself. And so what I'm putting into the ears that I'm putting Krishna into my ear because the holy name is non different from Krishna. So imagine I'm putting Krishna into my ear. If Krishna is entering me, then how much respectful I should be in inviting him and being so respectful to him and giving, you know, be aware of him. So that is what, so we concentrate on the positive thing, not about the anatta and all. There are one, even if you get rid of one anatta, another one will come out. Like Ravana's eggs, right? One you chop, another one, uh, you know, it will come out. So, there are so many anattas. So, no need to get depressed about that. Oh, my mind is wandering and oh, I like, I'm still attached to this and so many things. No, we don't concentrate on that. Because Krishna has anyway said in the Bhagavad Gita, in the seventh chapter, Daivihi Esha Gunamai Mamamaya Dhulatyaya. My, this divine energy consisting of the three modes of material nature is very difficult to overcome. prapadyante Only by surrendering unto me, mayam etam tarantite. You can easily cross. Taranti. You can easily cross it. Very easily. Because of taking shelter of me. So, that is why, that's why you don't, we don't worry about the maya part. Let it keep on telling some nonsense. I'm not concerned. I am going to take shelter of Krishna in the form of the holy name. He's coming into my ear and I'm putting him inside. I'm going to, end, uh, you know, keep um, taking shelter. So we have to make Japa a very personal, um, what do you call, a personal experience. It is really a personal experience of conversing with Krishna, uh, that taking shelter of him. And that is why we have to, um, uh, you know, the Panchatattva are very, very merciful because when we are chanting, we make so many offenses. Not only during chanting, but just a minute, please. Sorry. Um, so, so we are. Uh, this uh, it, it has to be a personal experience. And what is that? Because we commit a lot of offenses, not only during Japa, the ten of I mean the first the. Uh, we commit the last offense of being inattentive while chanting and keeping all material attachments and dreaming of that instead of chanting. So all this we do, or we look at other things, we are distracted chanting, all these things. Um, but apart from that, when we are not chanting, all the other nine ones we commit. So we have to uh, keep that, I mean, uh, so anyway, in the beginning our chanting is offensive. And the next stage is clearing stage, where we try to remove the offenses. That is important, because Giridhar Maharaj, he asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, when I'm chanting, you know, my mind is wandering. Is that an offense? Am I committing an offense? 
And Prabhupada said, are you trying to uh, not to be distracted? Are you really struggling to not to be distracted? He said, yes. Then Prabhupada said, it's not an offense. If you're struggling to come out of it, then it's not an offense. But if you just accept it, okay, just listen to the mind and just do whatever the mind is telling, then that is an offense. So we are trying to get rid of that inattentive chanting that much. We have to remove that. But uh, if we want to, you know, we are caught up in a loop. Now, how do we develop taste for chanting when we are committing all offenses? But we have to come to the clearing stage. How do we do that? We are full of offenses. So that is why the Panchatattva, they don't take any offenses. So that is why we have to take shelter of the Panchatattva while chanting. It is a personal, uh, you have to connect with the Lord and uh, just take shelter of Him. And, uh, you know, the Panchatattva, five of them are there. So with each person, you can dedicate one round. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'm chanting for you the first round. And please, you take care of my mind. I've put it on your lotus feet. And now I'm just chanting. I'm listening your holy name. And then you be, uh, you know, uh, it's like, you know, you have, you're taking care of a baby when chanting and this uh, baby is crying. So you give the baby to somebody else, please, your mother or someone, you know, uh, um, uh, husband or whoever, please take care of the baby. And then you forget about the baby because it's in safe hands and then you chant. So in the same way, we put the mind in the hands of or the lotus feet of the Lord, you please take care. The mind is, uh, you know, really crazy, you take care. And then we just listen to the holy name, we are putting Krishna into our ears and hear. And we cry to the Lord, please, you help me, chant. We have the full Guru Parampara with us, Haridas Sakura, Tulasi Devi, Manchatattva, how many people to help us to chant nicely. So we cry to the Lord, please help me. And then we do this and we chant. This is the most important part of our day, of our life. The moment of our japa is the time of establishing personal contact with the Lord. This is what we have, we are here to, you know, develop. I mean, spiritual life is meant, we come into Krishna consciousness to establish a relationship with Krishna. And the japa is the one thing which is going to really connect us with Krishna, remove all our uh, sins and forgiveness. Krishna, I mean, how many millions of lifetimes we have offended the Lord and all kinds of gotten him completely, maybe even abused him, then all kinds of nonsense. All that the Lord is ready to forgive. Everything. No problem. Just chant Hare Krishna, take shelter of me and forgive you. Imagine how magnanimous he is. So, he is just um, abundantly merciful, uh, magnanimous. He is ready to forget every nonsense we did. We all, I mean, we are meant for the enjoyment of the Lord, right? And by, that is why we were created, because the Lord wanted to have wonderful relationships and enjoy himself. He's always joyful. And he wanted to enjoy with his expansion. He created us for that. And we thought, wow, okay, I want to also separately enjoy and see what it's like. Oh, we said, and so we are struggling here because this place is, it's not possible to even exist without him. And that is why 
and so that is why he's accompanying us as the Paramatma inside, uh, you know, everybody, every living entity. He knows this whole thing. It's just like, you know, children want to play mama, papa, you know, I'm mom, uh, we play mommy, daddy and all that. And they uh, get into some kind of, you know, role playing of whatever their parents do, they imitate. And they think, ah, we are fine, you know, they're having a cool time. And uh, I'm, they really believe that now they've become as good as their father and mother. And suddenly they start feeling hungry. And, you know, they've got all those cooking small toy utensils. They've been impersonating their parents and doing all these rotis and whatever. And suddenly they actually start feeling hungry. Then all this make-believe things cannot satisfy. Then they think about their parents, oh, please give me food. No, you have your food. Now you're cooking, eat. No, 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 that doesn't give satisfaction. So, we, and the parents, without, the parents know that without them, the child cannot do anything. They only set it up for them to play, to do all their play. And then they are watching in case they get into a mess and uh, whatever they require also, they keep supplying secretly, hiding. Because the child doesn't want to be reminded of the parents. It wants to feel I myself am the parent. So in the same way, Krishna is where we cannot even live without him for a moment. And so he has hidden himself inside our heart. He's not showing himself outside because we don't want to see him. Because we want to feel I can manage everything on my own. I'm very smart and all that. But Krishna is telling in the Bhagavad Gita that I am the intelligence of the intelligent. I am the ability in man. Uh, in, I'm in one sense everything. I'm, uh, you know, I have um, expanded myself as the Paramatma and entered every living entity's heart. And, you know, uh, and it's only by his, uh, this thing, he's the overseer and permitter and he's only controlling the material energy and material energy, we are like puppets being danced around and we're thinking we are doing, actually the three modes are controlling us. And so, uh, so all this is happening. And when we read the Bhagavad Gita, we realize, oh my God, I'm thinking I'm doing everything. Actually, I'm fully under the control of the Lord. And even when we want to, when we surrender unto him, then he keeps elevating. It's by his mercy. We keep uh, chanting, we follow his instructions, follow the instructions of the Guru, and we keep chanting. And then Krishna says, Deshnam Satata Yuktanam Bhajatam Preeti Purvakam. We keep chanting his name with love. Then, Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam Yenamam Upayantite. Then I give the knowledge to him from the heart. I mean, he's also a Chaitya Guru. External Guru is there. He gives us instructions. Then, when we follow Guru's instructions and we become very sincere, then Chaitya Guru also gives knowledge and understanding by which we can reach Him. So this is the most interesting and exciting part of life because Krishna is the most exciting person. And without Him, we become so bored. And that's why we try to find more and more ways to keep our mind, you know, uh, all right. Otherwise, the mind is bored. What is so exciting? Okay, I thought going to this movie or going to that something will make me very happy. They go, okay, it's over. I enjoyed it. But now what? Now what will I do? How will I keep myself excited? But if every moment will be exciting, if we are in touch with the Paramatma makes that. The soup soul um, makes 
everything very exciting, interesting, new, and he gives all ideas. So that is why we have to yoga yukto vishuddhatma this thing jitendriya. So by connecting with him in yoga, yoga means yoga, connecting with him, then we become purified and then what happens is he gives the intelligence. He says, I'm the intelligence of the intelligence, the prowess of the strong. Everything is him. I am in one sense everything. So if we connect with him, then even in our material work, we will get beautiful ideas. And not only that, when we get into a trouble also, you know, normally what happens, we start lamenting and we try to do everything ourselves or we go into a mode of self-pity and think, oh, what to do, why am I suffering and so many problems and we blame somebody and we keep crying about, uh, you know, so many things. We do all uh, things that are useless. It doesn't help us in one bit. But if we, because we know that Paramatma is our friend, if we just take our beads and start chanting without getting disturbed, okay, mine may get a little disturbed, but then we chant and then immediately connect with Krishna, then mind is controlled. Then Krishna will either arrange things or give us intelligence, how to uh, this thing. So this is no consultancy fees. We don't have to pay any money. We don't have to run pillar to post looking for solutions. So that solution comes, I mean, um, especially very difficult, complicated situations. That's what the devatas do. They are very smart because they are more spiritual and um, elevated. So, And they are servants of Krishna. Because they are obedient to Krishna, they are trusted with great responsibilities even to, as, uh, to act as his assistants in maintaining the, the universe. And if they get into some problem, they sometimes because of their own mistake also, some big problem happens. Then immediately, instead of just moping around and blaming each other and fighting and all that, they just decide, okay, let us go to uh, first, of course, they go to Brahma, then if he comes or they go to Shiva, then they all go to Vishnu and please him by reciting slokas, Purusha Sukta, and glorify the Lord. And the Lord is very pleased and he comes to the shores. They are not even entered, ent- given entry into his planet. He comes out and then uh, he hears what is it and then he gives a solution, brilliant, wonderful solution which seemed nobody thought that there is any solution to such situations. But Krishna has a solution for everything. No, there is no way that he can... That's what Prabhupada said. Impossible is the word in the dictionary of fools. Where Krishna is there, nothing is impossible. Anything is possible. Because he comes out with out-of-the-box solutions and he is anyway controller of everything. He is the one who is managing. He's got unlimited powers and energies and anything he can do. So, knowing his greatness, we should just take shelter of him. That is the only thing we need to do. And then, that's what Prabhupada is saying in this video clip. You just take shelter. Krishna is saying, surrender, and then life will become very easy. So do that, he's saying. Very kind. I mean, he's saying it, we can see his compassion. He's got the, the truth with him. And he's giving it. 
And he's saying, Krishna is telling this, why don't you surrender? Finished, all misery gone. In a moment, he said. In a moment, you can be liberated. But what about all our sins? He said, don't you read Bhagavad Gita? Ham tvam sarva pape bhyo, moksha yusyami, ma sucha, one moment. Surrender. Why is it difficult to surrender to Krishna? He's asked you to surrender. Surrender now. So, that is why, he, I mean, we need a pure devotee. We need to hear his message. We need to follow his instructions. Then, that is part of surrender. Then we develop more faith. Oh, yes. Uh, this is what, you know, as I'm chanting, as I'm praying, then Krishna has become a reality to me. And I will take shelter of him in all circumstances. You try it out. You ask so many devotees. They will tell you how the holy name helped them. They were in a total mess. Or, you know, in a very dangerous situation, no help, any possibility at all. And they just chanted Hare Krishna mantra and how Krishna just saved them. So many cases. In fact, we uh, printed a pamphlet called Chant and Be Happy. And in that, devotees, you know, uh, different excerpts from devotees, uh, 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 this thing, inspiring things about, you know, relatively new devotees. Because that is what will inspire uh, new people about how Hare Krishna Mantra, so many people, right from how somebody's marriage, uh, you know, it was about to fail, a breakup, and because they started chanting how everything became okay, one child saying that in my exam, I forgot the most important question, it just, I became blank, and it was a 20 mark question, and I didn't, uh, so what, she didn't panic, she just put her pen down, and she started chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare. Just imagine so much the presence of, I mean, so much calm and peace in an examination hall. And she connected with so much faith to Krishna, and immediately she remembered and she wrote the exam. Like that, different people give testimonials about how chanting Hare Krishna really, one person didn't have a job for so many years, and because he started chanting, he attended his children. His child's, uh, you know, Krishna club program, and there he came to know about chanting. So he started chanting, and then 16 rounds, and then right at his doorstep, his old friend came and took him out on um, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, uh, he took him around uh, for sightseeing. I mean, pilgrim spots. Then he took him to his office. He has his own office, and he gave him a very great job. I mean, he had a big company and all that. All just royally, he was. It all happened. Like that, different people are sharing, you know. So, then this is how we take shelter of Krishna practically. That is, every circumstance of our life, instead of thinking, how will Krishna do? Oh, if I chant, how will it happen? And we think, we know, I mean, Krishna is not us. I mean, he's not like us. We are limited. But Krishna is unlimited. We don't know how he will do. So, we just leave it to him. That's the intelligence. That is intelligence that we depend upon Krishna. That is our intelligence. That is our strength. That is our wealth. We are afraid of losing wealth. Or how will I get wealth? But Krishna is our wealth. Because we know that even Sakama Bhaktas in Bhagavatam, you read Dhruva Maharaja and uh, Gajendra, they had, I mean, uh, desire, uh, desire of wealth, distress, all taking shelter of Krishna and how Krishna came and saved them. So a real wealth, a real refuge in every circumstance is Krishna and we have the holy name. So we have Krishna with us. 
and every morning we have to establish this contact with him very sincerely that is how we make spiritual progress we have to listen to the holy name and not simply just chant that is not enough okay thank you very much and uh, you're all very sincere chanters every day every day chant right you all come together and chant so thank you very much hari krishna i am sorry i exceeded a bit okay fine any questions or comments hari krishna mata ji dhanyavad pranam uh thank you so much for a very wonderful class i enjoyed a lot mata ji thank you so much i uh, request all the devotees if they have any questions any query please go ahead and ask hari krishna mata ji like pooja mata ji said very nice class and you always emphasize your class so much on uh, you know chanting and uh, you know it's like uh, uh, that is the main focus uh, they say 99% of our devotion or our devotional life is chanting the holy name and i like the example you gave of that uh, you know girl who was uh, she started chanting and uh, uh, this is so true but uh, one question comes to me because i also <laughs> feel that i use the holy name you know like sometimes uh, you know there's something some material task that needs to be done and i'm like oh like you know just krishna help me out in this you know or i tell my daughter to chant or uh, start praying to krishna that this work can be done so you know like although we are remembering krishna for our material desires at that time but uh, i when I, when i do that there's a slight guiltiness uh, you know because at the same time it rings in my mind that uh, devotees you know the pure devotees uh, which i'm not uh, you know they don't ask anything from krishna they don't want to ask anything from no, krishna but, but, uh, we are asking uh, mm-hmm. so we are just on the opposite end no 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 but krishna himself in the bhagavad gita he hmm. mentions karma yoga right karma yoga means what connecting with krishna in your work you have to do the way krishna wants so you do it in consciousness of him because we are not pure devotees so that is why he has given us karma yoga also we do bhakti yoga by chanting and all that that is pure devotional service and that time you should not do it for the sake of material benefit but you are materially i mean you have material desires that's why we are doing karma right uh, work and maintaining or whatever is, job we do that is all karma but we are making it karma yoga by connecting with krishna by being conscious about him by depending upon him and also uh, whatever we do all the results also we uh, you know uh, use it in krishna service so in this way we are purifying our karmas so we must connect we must think of krishna when we are doing our karma it not for actually any day say you are doing a job any uh, you are doing it for your business or what you need the money and so on so we are doing it and um but that gets purified when you understand if you are thinking of krishna in your job that is very good it will purify because any activity when you are doing if you think of krishna then you get elevated you come beyond attachment 
you know, so gradually what will happen is you will not be attached to the, uh, first to the fruits of the work and then you will not be attached to even the doing that work. So that will happen. That is why we should think of Krishna while doing work and understand that everything is given by him uh, and, you know, the job also is him. He is the actual employer and uh, he is the one who gives us the knowledge and the ability to do and so on. And so I'm going to do nicely to satisfy him. He wants us to do the job properly. He says, no, karmanevadikarasthema, You have a right to do your, perform your duty, but don't be attached to the result. That we should be satisfied with whatever results Krishna gives. And, ma karma fala Don't think you are the cause of the results. So that is why, if you are thinking that I'm not doing on my own, I'm thinking of the Paramatma, if you are depending on Him, that is very good, that's very elevating. Ma karma fala and ma te karmani, don't be lazy to not perform also. If you are thinking of Krishna, you will not become lazy. You will think, oh, I have to do it, otherwise Krishna will be unhappy. And uh, so that's a nice incentive when we are doing it for Krishna's pleasure. So that is karma yoga. Yes, Mataji, yes, Mataji. But sometimes I feel like uh, just, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we are, like we are asking uh, something or the other. Uh, that, you know, have this thing fulfilled or Krishna just take care. So, yeah, that thing is there. You're right that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Krishna is there in our consciousness at that time. But uh, just asking him is not a good thing. That, that's the thing that was there in my mind. No, not asking him for sense gratification. Asking him so that you can serve him better. Yes, we do yes. our job also with devotion. Hmm. Everything with devotion for his satisfaction. If you if you approach it like that, then it's okay. We have to ask him. He's the source of all everything. He's the intelligence. He's the ability. So if you are doing in a devotional mood to satisfy Krishna, that is okay. You can ask. Say like even taking care of your children. If you are doing it with devotional, uh, you know Krishna. I want to be you know do my duty properly. I really want to take care of my children properly. Please help me. That is not wrong. Because you're doing in a, a detached way of uh, rendering service. Instead of saying, oh, Krishna, please make my child, you know, come first. And please make him uh, get this job. Please make him wealthy. If you're praying like that, then that is karmi. You know, uh, that, that is uh, not correct. But if you're doing everything in the devotional method, please let me, you know, do my best. Results, okay, that is up to you, Krishna. But... Let me do my part well. That is all we have in our hand. All of us, we have to do our best to Krishna. He said, Ma Faleshu Kadachana. Don't worry about the results. Just do your duty. Don't worry about the results. So, and who the, uh, the person who gives results is Krishna. So we can blindly trust them. Whatever Krishna you give, it's fine. And I'm just going to do everything so that there should not be anything lacking in my effort. That is all. We do our best and leave everything to Krishna. And we don't even think I'm the cause of all that if it is successful. Because really I'm not the cause. Because Krishna only is arranging everything. He's only giving all the results. He's only giving me intelligence. I'm completely dependent on him. So what is there to be proud? On top of that, he's the master and the servant. 
So if we establish that relationship, then it is perfect. That's how he wants it. Yes, Mataji, very wonderfully explained, very nice. It, it shows how surrendered you are to Krishna, you know. So, yes, Mataji, thank you so much. Mataji, one more question is there, like sometimes we have delays in our life, right? Marriage delay, sometimes traveling, you know, we want to travel somewhere. And living in America, we have to have our paperwork, immigration situation, there are a lot of other things. So that delay period is like, we, we think that, oh, you know, how long will it take? Or, uh, you know, like for a young couple, uh, you know, we're not getting married. So, you know, this thing is coming, that thing is coming. When will it happen? So, this delay also comes from Krishna, right? So, uh, I'm thinking that, uh, uh, why is this delay there in, in our life? Why is there delay? Yeah, like a, like a, a waiting time. Waiting time. Ah, waiting. Ah, <laughs> yes. In the spiritual world, whatever you desire, everything will manifest immediately. But here, there is a delay, right? Whatever we desire, everything is fulfilled by the Lord only. But in the spiritual world, immediately everything manifests, whereas over here, uh, it takes time. That is because here, it, it, these desires and uh, it's, um, because it's according to our desire, right? For our enjoyment, then it takes time. It's according to karma and uh, uh, so on. And um, and in case of a devotee, then Krishna may be seeing so many considerations because uh, what will uh, really benefit us, what will purify, like that. So that is why, because these are material desires and they are not our actually bona fide desires. And that is why we have to do some tapasya to get it. If nobody gets it just like that, you have to, you desire, but first we have to deserve it, so we do some tapasya, uh, we earn it, and then Krishna gives. So it takes some time here. We have to earn everything here. Nothing comes free. Whereas, on the other hand, we start to desire to serve Krishna, then immediately everything will manifest even in the material world. That's why even for, imagine, even for preaching, Prabhupada told all his disciples, don't worry. Krishna can give you the whole of United States if he wants, but we have to qualify. So you just, uh, you know, concentrate on developing your service mood. That is what is important. Then everything Krishna can give. So even in our material life, even somebody wants to get married, if they are thinking, oh, I want to enjoy, I need a... Uh, husband, so that he'll say, you know, I need to do this, I need to, it's all about I, I, then it's according to our karma. But suppose thinks that, you know, I want to serve you, Krishna, I want to serve you along with my husband, and I want to bring up nice devotee children for your pleasure, and I want to come back to God. And if they shift from the enjoying mood to the service mood, then things will happen much faster. Yes, Mataji. And, you know, wo, there, there's a saying in Hindi, right? Bhagwan ke ghar mein deer hai and deer nahi hai. Yeah, the dairy is done by us, not him. Prabhupada hmm. said, one moment, surrender, <laughs> serve. Then that dairy is not doing the dairy. We are doing the dairy. 
हरे कृष्ण माता जी दंड मेसेज in the heart and is there any explanation like because sometime mind try to trick and uh, sometime we don't understand what is the mind message what is the krishna's message how, how can we understand this differentiation hmm good question uh, see mind you know it is always pushing us towards sense gratification so when mind is saying thing you will be filled with anxiety because mind will say uh, will say something you should do this but then immediately we think will it happen or not will it happen or not so if you are filled with anxiety fear and something you know uh, then you can be sure it's coming from the mind when it's coming from the paramatma it will be very very uh, you know uh, very wise very um, first of all uh, to be to hear from the paramatma you have to be very calm very agitated you can't hear the paramatma So when you are very peaceful and calm, and uh, some nice, inspiring things you get, more of goodness or you know something transcendental. If Paramatma gives us uh, only such nice things, you know, some things only He says uh, by which we'll really be benefited, and especially spiritually, and even material things He tells in a nice way that will be actually uh, beneficial to us. and uh, and we will not be agitated at all because that is what when you are with krishna you will not be agitated so whenever uh, hearing the paramatma when he inspires us for example he may say why don't you start getting up earlier or you do more something whatever you, you can be sure that is coming from paramatma because the mind you know mind will not give such instructions mind mostly maybe mind in the mode of goodness may say but mostly uh mind is, is pulls us towards sense gratification and so when the mind is talking you will be agitated only you won't be peaceful and calm so this way you can uh, you know make out the difference and in in case of uh, very important things you should consult that's why right. senior vaishnavas and guru uh, you know i feel like this i feel like doing this is it justified because sometimes even like that mind is very very Uh, you know very subtle and um, maya uh, the more she gets purified more she becomes very very uh, sub- subtle and she try to enter so that is why we always should consult is it correct that i am thinking like that we always consult but for small small things you know which uh, happen then you can um, you can be sure that if you are very agitated or something it's not coming from paramatma mm. so matajee uh, said that to 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 receive or understand the message of parmatma one has to be calm basically non envious and yes. should be calm uh but like i had radha swami maharaj one of the lecture i had that when a person in guilt he can hear the voice of parmatma very clearly 
This is Radha Atma. Ah, what when we feel guilt, that means we are hearing the words of Paramatma. Sorry. What did he say? Uh, Radhanath Maharaj said that when a person is in guilt, uh, he cannot express hmm. outside, but he is in guilt mode. At that time, he can hear the voice of Paramatma very clearly. Because when no one is there to give shelter, he don't. If if he if a person don't find any shelter outside this material world, in the material world, then Paramatma himself reveals him from inside. So that is how when a person is in guilt, the Paramatma try to direct him or. Kind of uh, give him support from inside. So this is the explanation given by Radhanath Swami. But uh, as you said that, uh, like uh, if one want to hear to the Paramatma, he has to be uh, stable in mind or non-envious, all those things. So I'm a little confused. Yeah, no, hearing the Paramatma is one thing, and feeling guilty is another thing. I mean, lesser. Like feeling guilty. Many people feel, even materialistic people. Sometimes, you know, they do something wrong, and then they feel guilty, and their conscience. They say, "My conscience didn't permit me, right?" Uh, so that conscience is Paramatma only. But that is, you know, he's not speaking, but he's making you feel uncomfortable. He's not yet talking. You're not hearing him giving positive things. Mm-hmm. That for that you have to uh, chant and be calm, and then he will give actually experience and understanding. For that you have to qualify more. But feeling guilty, that even uh, you know, uh, quite a materialistic person also feels guilt. That is just feeling uncomfortable. That you know, uh, what I'm doing is not correct. A doubt comes, and you feel bad that this is not the correct thing. So that he he gives. But to go beyond that, to what, what to do? Okay, you're feeling guilty. Say, say uh, there is a situation, and um, it's an embarrassing situation. And the easy way to get out of it is to tell some lie. Now, uh, maybe uh, you feel like telling the lie. You easy option, but then you feel guilty, right? The Paramatma is saying, "Don't." I mean, he's making you feel uncomfortable. This is not the correct thing to do. Don't tell lie. Now. A devotee who is more surrendered, what will he do? He will chant and pray to Krishna. Please tell me what I should do. Then, because we are more surrendered, then he will give the intelligence. Okay, do like that. And then Eureka! Oh, this is the way. Fine. I don't have to tell lies. Also, at the same time, I can get out of the situation. So for that, it requires more surrender. So basically, qualification required is a surrender. Mm-hmm. So uh, my understanding is, if one want to hear to Paramatma, uh, the basic qualification is surrender, not the mind conquering the mind or all those things. Those are the, of course, uh, additional steps. But the initial step is surrender. That's what I understand. Correct, Madhu? Yeah, initial and forever. That is the main thing. Because lose way to battle with your mind and all is too much. We'll be defeated only. Yes. We try to battle with the mind is more powerful than us, Maya. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Mata. Thank you, Amrish. Mata, regarding this uh, offenses, I had uh, some small, small questions, not big one. So we take oath that we don't eat, uh, uh, we don't, we don't eat uh, non-veg, not consume the alcohol, and also we don't drink tea, coffee, all those things. 
but if you see in our practices uh, we are forced to consume the non veg many food uh, food uh, food packed food or any uh, food grains what we get it outside now uh, all the stuff they have preservative they have the uh, kind of non veg content and the other thing is uh, devotees have like okay we don't eat uh, drink coffee tea but there is a uh, description that okay we don't drink coffee tea because of the caffeine content in the coffee or something like in the tea so what they will do is we drink some other kind of tea other uh, caffeine free coffee or something like that so is that the right way to do mataji or because it's more about the food so you understand better as a mantra Ah, you are talking about decaf tea and coffee, huh? Yeah, decaf. Basically, uh, Maharaj, when, when Guru Maharaj gives Diksha, they say no coffee, no tea. They don't say it is a coffee and decaffeine. They don't solve those things. Maharaj says that, okay, Guru Maharaj says that, okay, no coffee, no tea. But later, slowly what happens is, okay, oh, this coffee is because of the caffeine and because of the beans. So we don't consume the bean, uh, coffee beans or caffeine. We can consume the decaf. This is the tendency... we are developing today so no decaf coffee is mm-hmm. ah, see the main thing is coffee is by its bad is because of the caffeine tea is bad because of the nicotine so if you remove that nicotine and caffeine then it's not addictive the addiction happens see those who are having the proper coffee and tea they become addicted and the body feels that if i don't have tea so i cannot survive so that is dependency on the body we say no that is why we are asked not to have coffee and tea why because it makes you dependent on it on the bodily platform but if you take without nicotine and caffeine then there is no addiction you won't get a headache if you don't have coffee and all that so once and so you don't have to have it daily also once in a day maybe you you know just want some hot drink you have a decaffeinated coffee it's perfectly okay you're not addicted if i don't have every day my decaffeinated coffee i will have a pounding headache and all these things don't that doesn't happen so it's okay and anyway you don't become addicted that every day you have to drink it in a way it's fine there's no problem yeah uh, the basic understanding what i uh, what i was thinking is when guru maharaj gave diksha i said no coffee no tea but he did not say coffee with uh, uh, caffeine or tea with <laughs> coffee means with caffeine yeah. we are filtering uh, guru maharaj instruction that is a standard instruction but we are filtering as per our understanding and trying to adjust something like that i am feeling so that's my No, no, you can ask Guru Maharaj. Guru Maharaj, can I have decaffeinated coffee once in a week? I've heard him himself say, yes, you can. And especially for people who are weaning themselves out of coffee and tea addictions, they mm. okay, have decaffeinated tea and coffee. So they feel that they're having the coffee tea. Slowly the addiction goes away because there is no caffeine or nicotine. Then once your addiction is goes away, then... so you can i mean even after initiation it's okay because the main thing is not the coffee and the tea the tea thing is the addiction that the the drug the caffeine and the nicotine is the problem not the coffee and tea mm. 
the same is the chocolate mataji so chocolate also is not allowed but some devotees they give no no chocolate once in a way is allowed now by the gbc only how because they said that prabhupada some disciples are even prabhupada used to have once in a way see once in a way if, if you get addicted to chocolate that's also bad any addiction is bad but mm-hmm. see, once in a way you have chocolate no problem or you have a chocolate cake and all that it's okay ಬೇಸಿಕರಿ they don't declare ah yes yes you have to find out you have to know the codes and uh, avoid the uh, consuming those yeah okay so uh, like we finally if we consume mataji so what we can do for that no knowingly means you should find out na everywhere it's written and that so you have to be very careful Suppose even without, in spite of taking all precautions, somehow somebody gave you something or like that, yeah. then of course we can beg forgiveness and it will be forgiven. But we should be very careful always seeing all the, uh, you know, especially in the West, oh, so many of these, uh, you know, or so many either say that all is written and you have to find out what it means, right? even even in india we always read out because india you know what is onion and garlic everything they will put so we have to be very very careful otherwise all this non this things not so much over here but especially ice creams and all even that you have to be so careful now in the best that they will put something or the other egg mostly and other things yes but uh, my kids are small one is 4 one is 8 so it's very difficult for them to tell every time okay no 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 for so many things so we get agitated okay sometimes okay what we can do uh, because they are small enough to understand so slowly slowly they will improve that's what we think but yeah but there are certain things that you cannot avoid it at all then it's okay like you know when we were in the gulf used to get this needle milk powder you know because their milk was not so freely available in the gulf and um, for large programs we used to use uh, this needle milk powder uh, which was coming from denmark and all that and in that we saw that uh, some uh, this thing which was written k or e or something you know uh, 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 some code number was there and we found out it was actually uh, vitamin uh, no for vitamin d i think they have put uh, fish oil or something uh, they put in that uh, it's enriched with that so when we found that it's a small percentage but it is there so we got very frightened you know oh my god then what will we do for um, uh, you know getting the milk so when uh, when gurmaraj came we asked him he said don't be a fanatic in paliuga nothing is pure so it's okay so that uh, in that circumstance like you know it's a very very minute portion 
and uh, that way in bhagavad gita it says everything is filled with some pollution or the other i mean uh, every job it says for every occupation has got some impurity in it or the other so we should not let it so we, we can check with the guru about this because we didn't know what to do with that milk it was fundamental thing and um, uh, so he said that don't be so fanatic so we have to see what but generally uh, if we can avoid it then we avoid but if we can't avoid then it's okay okay, okay. like you know something something so vital as milk and all that and they in kaliyuga everything will be impure like that but then basically whenever you buying uh, things that you can avoid you definitely avoid ब्रेड and yeah. there is a main ingredients and under the main ingredients it's written uh, made in the facility of fine uh, art yes 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 so then that should not be taken right although the main ingredient is of what sorry yeah, what main ingredient made in the facility of no uh, the main ingredients is is pure veg suppose right ma'am yeah. Yeah. But below, but below, there are two lines saying that uh, uh, made in the fac- uh, uh, facility of uh, you know mm. pine nuts, egg, this, 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 whatever. So ah, that is how to be avoided, right? Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah in a form which also makes all uses all these things, right? Yes, so we should not, not get these products also, right? Which says made in the facility of. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, because they may not wash it and then do. Yeah, best so better like to avoid. Unclean kitchen, basically, right? Yeah. Yes. So we should avoid that because the lot of things. That is why. even eating vegetarian food in a non vegetarian restaurant you know you can never be sure like suppose you are eating i mean i don't know you have enough vegetarian restaurants right suppose you are traveling or something yes no mataji we don't you have many restaurants we don't have many vegetarian restaurants here devotees generally carry from home or they carry their cooker oh. pressure cooker and dal whatever and wherever they go there is a mm. kitchen and they make it they carry some okay. spices yeah uh, because then there are not many and all the vegetarian restaurants their buffet system in mm-hmm. which they have meat also it says vegetarian but mm-hmm. when you go inside they have a buffet and they keep meat we ask them why you keep meat they say because hamara sale nahi hoga hmm even indian restaurants yeah so i, I stopped going to restaurants totally and like initially i used to go and take vegetarian uh like in the beginning when i was in krishna consciousness sir and uh, the kitchen used to have like uh, non veg you know 
and I would eat there. But mm. then, like you said, we have to consult our counselors. So gradually, gradually, I came to a point that I'm not, I don't want to eat only to uh, in any restaurant, even if it is 100% pure vegetarian with onion garlic. I don't want to eat there also because you know we don't know who's cooking it and uh, what consciousness that person is mm. carrying. So it's best to avoid only. Just cook at home. Or have in the temple devotees' home and you know uh, Govindas. For that reason, in India they have Govindas, right? Yeah, Govindas only. Uh, you have many Govindas restaurants, na? No, Mataji, we don't have so many. Not yeah, all some devotees should start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, devotees will really find it very useful, beneficial. Mm hmm. Mataji, one comment regarding this uh, facility made in uh, the place where we also use egg and dal. Currently in temple we get those kind of packets, like ingredients Ingredients used in the product are all pure, but that facility is also using some other product which ingredient we don't accept, but still we, de we do get those packets to temple. Okay, and the temples they sell it? No, we, we get it to do cooking uh, uh, in, in that, uh, for uh, offering boga. They use it in the temple. Because ingredients are all... Then you ask them. Then you ask them what it means and is it okay. Then you ask them, that's the best. Okay, okay. Okay, I will ask. Thank you so much, Mataji. And the best is to Thank take you. guidance from devotees, you know. Local devotees, we talk to them, take guidance, and then we move along, you know. Mataji, uh, one more thing you mentioned about the chocolate. Uh, the thing is, the coffee is coming from cocoa beans, right? And even chocolate is yeah. coming from the cocoa. cocoa. So, in yeah. a way, we should avoid both because one is drunk, one is eaten. And, and yeah, we, chocolate. No, but now because the caffeine content is very less, uh, it is allowed by the GBC that you can take chocolate once in a way. Don't become addicted to it. But once in a way, you can take chocolates. It's not like a regulatory principle. Okay, okay. Like, uh, you know, we get this uh, cocoa drink in the winter, cocoa drink. So, uh, mm. chocolate can you can take that. Sorry? Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, but it's not coffee. It's not coffee. Coffee is typically, they grind the beans and, you know, it's so strong, the smell. But that can be had once in a while, right? Decaf, not the regular coffee. Decaf coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that I understand. Like, decaf uh, coffee can be had. But like you said, if there is a chocolate powder drink, that can be had yeah. because that, you said the content of this thing is very less. Yeah, and the okay. GBC is allowed. Okay. okay. Thank you for clearing that, Mataji, because, you know, like I love chocolates, <laughs> but it's not like I'm going to eat less than uh -huh. but But, you know, once in a while I check them because here, you know, 
the chocolates also have egg white, egg yolk, and all those stuff. Mm. So, yeah. especially uh, in America, uh, chocolate is their sweet, basically, you know. And uh, but mm. once in a while, if some chocolate is pure, like Cadbury chocolate, then uh, we can have. Mm. And because I have been having chocolate all throughout, although I'm following the regulatory principles, but yeah. chocolate I've been having. <laughs> so, and some devotees don't mm. have it all. So it's uh, you know, uh, and I think it's pure vegetarian. So there's nothing wrong in it, you know. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, maybe one day I will leave it. <laughs> So thank you so much, Mataji. If anybody has any comment questions, already nine o'clock, I will be late in India too, kind of late evening.